Norman comes in to see me at Cutting Edge at ten o'clock every Friday morning without fail. She likes to look nice for the weekend, as she goes ballroom dancing on Friday and Saturday nights at the Conservative Club, and since Mr Norman died two years ago, she's on the lookout for a new man. Someone neat, someone who doesn't drink, someone exactly like Mr Norman. Life alone, she reminds me every week, is not all it's cracked up to be. Tell me about it. Methodically, I comb her age-thinned hair into neat sections and put the last of the rollers into her old-fashioned brick-set hairdo. I'd like to do something radical to her hair that would take a few years off her and maybe help her snare that elusive man. Put on a bit of honey-coloured mousse to warm the silver-grey, perhaps, or cut it so that it sweeps forward and feathers onto her face. But Mrs Norman will not be swayed. She knows what she likes, tight sausages of curls and a can of lacquer to hold it in place, and has had the same immovable hairstyle for the last ten years that I've been doing it. Mind you, if I didn't work in the same hairdressing salon, perhaps I'd stick to the same cut too. As it is, I let the juniors practice on me with varying degrees of success. Now, I am a block-coloured brunette, a rich chocolate brown the colour of my eyes, with a chippy pixie cut. But I have had many incarnations in the past twenty years. I think this suits me more than some of my other styles. The curly perm was a memorable mistake, as my face is small, heart-shaped, and my skin pale. I haven't embraced the whole fake tan thing. Way too much trouble. Plus, who wants to smell like a rotting apple every day you apply it? How's your love life then, young Janie? Mrs Norman asks as she breaks into my musings. She asks me the same question every single time I do her hair. I'm constantly disappointed that I have nothing to report. I raise my eyebrows at her. I could ask you the same. My client is 75 and, frankly, sees a lot more action than I do at 40 years her junior. She giggles at that. Men these days. She shakes her head in despair, and I narrowly avoid stabbing her with the sharp end of my tail comb. All they want is sex, sex, sex. I do hope not at Mrs Norman's age. That Viagra has a lot to answer for. There used to be a natural time when interest in things like that. She mouths that bit into the mirror. Used to wane. But not now. Oh no. They expect to still be doing it until they're ninety. Twice a night. More head shaking. All I want is someone to take a turn around the dance floor with me and perhaps share a nice meal or two. I don't want the last tango in Paris. She makes me smile. I hope when I'm her age I have as much go in me. Come to think of it, I wish I had as much now. Finishing off the set, I tie a pink hairnet over the top. Let's get you under the dryer. Mrs Norman picks up her handbag and follows me towards the back of the salon where our two dryers are. I sit her down and find some magazines for her. She likes the more lurid ones, chock full of gossip, closer, heat and now. Are you all right? I ask as I lower the hood towards her. She nods. Cup of tea? I'd love one. Then, as I turn to go to the staff room to find a junior to make it, my client unexpectedly takes my hand and squeezes it. You'll find someone, she says. A lovely lass like you. Yeah, right. You should come ballroom dancing with me. It's not all old fogies, you know. They'd be like bees around a honeypot with a young thing like you. Are there any spare men, then? Mostly spare women, she concedes sadly. The story of my life. I'll get you that tea. 
In the staff room, I can't find any of the juniors. They're probably all out at the back of the salon having a sly smoke, as Nina and I once would have been, so I make the tea myself. Our staff room is not glamorous. There are row upon row of hair dyes and supplies, stacks and stacks of towels, piles of coats mouldering damply now that the weather has turned cold and wet, and the usual amount of tat and paraphernalia associated with teenage girls. Our owner, Kelly, keeps threatening to make us clean it all up, but thankfully she never follows through. Kelly only bought the shop a couple of years ago, or, more accurately, her rich boyfriend did. I think Phil Fuller thought it would give her something to play with while he was busy being an entrepreneur. For that, I read Small Time Crook, or something else similarly dodgy. Our boss is only 27, while her boyfriend is 30 years older than her. I wonder if she would still be with him if he wasn't a millionaire with cash to flash. She's tiny, pretty and blonde. He's a portly red-faced boy.